everybody, and welcome to That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. And this is a very big episode because, well, we've got two big events happening this weekend. And to help me talk about it and what other what other related news we've got is Jim. Yes, I'm here. I am the most caught up in pro wrestling that I've been overall. That also includes WWE and um, things outside of like that, mm-hmm. as I've been in a long, long time. Yeah. It was kind of a perfect storm because... So I haven't watched AEW in like the last three weeks, mm-hmm. for the most part. And then I was... Mostly because I was like, I'm not really... I'm not really feeling anything there. And like, there's certain things I like, but not a lot, not as much as I used to. And then I was like, you know what? Let me tune in because it's going to be what I was hoping was the all out um, build beginning, which it really wasn't. And then obviously, you know, with WWE, the Vince stuff, and then more specifically what I'm the main thing I want to talk about at some point on the show is Ric Flair's last match. Yes. And we will get to that because I do have the card in front of me um, along with the SummerSlam card and a few other things. Um, But we have to talk about to start it off because if we don't do it, I feel like we may be the only wrestling podcast that covers the current stuff that would not cover it and we probably would look dumb. Sure. Is... Well, Vince McMahon and his 8K filings. Um, now, I'm going to just say it right off the bat, and Jim, I think I've, I've known you long enough to know what I think you're on the same boat with what I'm about to say. Okay. Neither one of us are experts in running a business. Correct. For the most part. We don't have to do these special filings and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, last Friday was a historic day in wrestling where Vince McMahon quote-unquote retired, however you want to look at it. And then Monday comes along. And WWE uh, announced that they have to redo some of their taxes because of Vince McMahon using company money to pay off the women for these NDAs. Mm-hmm. So in total, it's $14.6 million. And he they have to go back and redo, I believe they said like the last three years, so 19, 20, and 21, as well as the first quarter of this year. And Vince McMahon has to pay the company that money back. Right. So basically what I got from this after I read it and then heard other people talk about it, Vince is pretty much done. There's no freaking way he's coming back. Mm -hmm. Not at this point. Right. Because, and um, when I did the recording last week to talk about Vince's departure. Uh, a couple people on here talked about how if, you know, because we didn't know at the time on Friday, 
if Vince had used company money, that would have been illegal, which it is illegal. Right. If he used his own money, that's fine. That's not a big problem. This is a big problem. Yes. And pretty much this closes the door on Vince ever coming back to WWE, I think, ever again. Mm. Just for that. Yeah, I agree with you. And let's be clear, it's in, in a lot of ways, it actually has nothing, it definitely it doesn't have as much to do directly with what he did to the women as it is that he used the company's funds. Yes. Which is what I think I've said when we had that little, that round table, I'm like, it has to be, in order for him to be out, it has to be something that affects the company and the shareholders. Him with the women doesn't really affect the company. Is it not a great thing he did? Of course, but I don't think he was going to be out from that. And essentially that's what happened is now it's so funny to me because, you know, as smart as the guy is, you would think like, why would you use company money? Yeah. Because that's the thing that's really getting him now above anything else, really. And um, obviously, because this has been reported as well, uh, Real Sports with Brian Gumbel on HBO, they're going to be doing a piece on this situation. I, I don't know when. I haven't heard a time frame. But from what I've heard what they got is pretty damaging. So I'm kind of interested to see, you know, once it comes out and then I could watch it on HBO max the next day to, to watch it and to be like, Holy, you know, what, whatever it, yeah, is. Yeah. it could be worse. That's the thing. Oh, I think it's definitely worse. I think it is way worse for him to have stepped down now and opposed to wait for like two or three weeks. Yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter is he announced this on a, Friday afternoon, which is typically a news dump kind of move. Mm-hmm. And then this all came out Monday. So really, if it wasn't for the weekend, then we probably would have known it the next day. But the smartest thing he did, and I'll give Vince credit on this, when he did announce he was leaving, he did it eight minutes after the stock market closed for the day. Oh, really? See, I didn't know that. Okay. Because if he had done it, while the stock market was open, uh, who knows what would have happened. But they did, I saw on Monday, they had a really good day uh, on Monday. I'm not really sure how they did today. I don't really pay much attention to the stock right. market. Because, you know, my parents thankfully drove me off that path of even thinking of going into the stock market. <laughs> right. So, I'm too scared to do that. Yeah. But... Yeah, and I, and I feel like I feel like the the reason why it shot up was I don't like because the same thing that I felt is I'm like, are we going to get a sale finally? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it really shot up, and I hope that it still happens. I definitely would prefer a sale, and not for them to continue. Well, I think that's that's the right route to go, but we'll see, and hopefully to a streaming service that's not garbage like Peacock is. Well, I think, and it's kind of funny you mentioned Peacock because I'm going to bring them up in a minute. The sale's not going to happen right away. It's going to take years. And then whoever does buy the product, does does buy the company, it's going to be billions. 
There's no doubt about it. It's going to be <clears throat> billions of dollars. I, they just better be prepared because there's going to be years where they're not going to get as much money, but there's also going to be other years where they will get a lot of money. And it'll be interesting to see. Um, well, I mean, I think they should, someone should just buy it just for the library. Oh, absolutely. And, and I, and I, and I'm on kind of thinking right now at Netflix in a way, because of in about two or three years, there's not going to be anything on that platform for the most part, mm-hmm. other than squid game. Right. Now, Sticking with Peacock, yeah. uh, they announced earlier today that uh, – well, they released – NBC Universal released their second quarter earnings this morning. And the streaming service has stalled in terms of new subscribers. Of course they did. What is even going on on Peacock? They went – now, in the first quarter, they went from 9 million paid to 13 million. Peacock listed active users as dropping this quarter from 28 million to 27 million. Peacock as a whole operated at a $467 million loss this quarter. Not a surprise at all. I'm wondering how much of that loss has to be because of WWE. And what I mean by that is the cost of what it took them to get the rights. Well, I also think because... Which is ridiculous, the amount of money they got for the rights of that. Because with Peacock, they have a lot of, or they've been starting to do a lot of, as of late, uh, putting sports on there. Like, they have, like, a Sunday afternoon baseball game, which I know you're not going to, you know, go out of your way to watch. I would do it if my team was playing. Sure. But... We're almost to the point, season-wise, where Sunday night football is going to be coming back. And once they come back, that's going to help for a bit. And then I think they also have the World Cup this year. And the World Cup, this is soccer for those that aren't sure what we're talking about. Um, They're doing it later this year because they're in Qatar because if they had done it this summer right now it would be like 115 120 degrees with the players running back and forth on the field so they were like yeah we're gonna wait until November to do this right so there if you have a family member or families that are soccer fans there you go for the holidays they could watch the World Cup for the holidays Spend your Thanksgiving with the World Cup. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> then again, I'm not a big fan of Thanksgiving anyway, so I guess it really doesn't matter. There you go. Okay. Um, so, a couple of announcements made this week. Uh, one by AEW, and it is they are going to finally make their debut in Canada. It is announced they will debut in Toronto on Wednesday, October the 12th for Dynamite and Thursday, October the 13th for a Rampage taping at the Coca-Cola Coliseum. That's weird. Have they ever done it like that before? No, no, not that I remember. Because it's usually right after or they wait two days and it's like, oh, Rampage is live today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tickets for those events are going to go on sale August 26th. 
So you have some time, Josiah, to... I was going to say, yeah, Josiah, but mark his calendar. <laughs> so that was one announcement. The other announcement um, of events here. Mm-hmm. April the 6th and 7th, 2024, are the dates. Philadelphia is the location for WrestleMania 40. Hopefully they'll be sold by then. Yeah, you never know. They could. Um, I'll tell you what. I I know from being on Facebook yesterday or in the and the day before when that announcement was made, there were a good number of people that were like, "Well, I'm already interested." You know, WrestleMania in Philadelphia. I mean, and even I'm kind of interested because now that I've moved to Pennsylvania, um, I'm not really sure what the distance is from where I am to Philadelphia, but at least it'll be in state. So mm-hmm. that's true. Um, it's definitely something, you know, that I have already started to think about, like, Hmm, am I going to go to this one? I'm, I mean, I'm really... and, and who knows, who knows, maybe the product would be better by then. That's it what, could. like another year and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure we'll go over all that. And I'm like, what are the, cause I definitely have my signs of how I'm going to be able to tell if it's still the same old stuff or yeah. it actually looks like it's different. And um, the event's going to be held in Lincoln Financial Field. That's the home of the Philadelphia Eagles. So it is an outdoor show. And normally Philly in the early spring, mm, a little bit chilly. It was chilly this year. I mean, yeah. that's tri-state area. It was pretty chilly this year. Like, it's not going to be, like, unbearably cold, but... Well, the weird thing was I feel like there was a super long winter this year in the Northeast area. That's what people are complaining about. Oh, it's like 100 degrees today in August or July. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know what? We have an extra long winter, so I should I better get warm weather up until October mm-hmm. to make up for all the time that it was still cold when it was supposed to be warm in April and May. Yeah. I feel like in May, I don't think we actually started getting warm weather until like the second week of May up here. Oh, wow. It was late. I remember that. And I'm like, I was very upset about it because yeah. I hate the cold. Yeah. Um, when more information comes out for WrestleMania 40, we'll definitely let you know. It probably will. It probably won't be for at least another year. So, yeah. Um, by the way, one thing just to, to, to kind of piggyback off that, mm-hmm. do you feel like this is like one of their attempts to announce WrestleMania 40? One of those, no, just as long as we don't talk about Vince. I never thought about it till you said it just now. Maybe because when do they they usually do it like at Royal Rumble or when they're mm-hmm. going to be at that place? It was very random. I'm like, oh, it's one of those we don't want people to talk about Vince, so let's throw this out. At right, them. right. No, you you bring up a good point. Um, all right, let's do a quick update on the G1 Climax, uh, with New Japan. Uh, in, right now in the A block, uh, Okada and Bad Luck Fale are leading the, uh, the block with four points, three guys with two and two with zero. This is a very different tournament this year, Jim, because they are four blocks of seven people, so... Uh, the B block, Jay White, is on top with four points. Then everybody except Great Okan is at two points. Great Okan has zero. Uh, the C block, 
Zack Sabre Jr. and Hiroki Goto are at the top at four points. Then you got three at two, and then you got two at zero. And finally, in the D block, Will Ospreay leading with four points. Everybody else in the block, except for Yoshihashi, has two points. Hashi has zero. And this coming week, they've got four of uh, four shows, which will have tournament matches. Uh, just going to run them down real quick. For Saturday, David Finley against Shingo. Tom Lawler against Jonah, so one of them is going to get a point out of that match. Uh, Sonata against Great Okan, and Hiroshi Tanahashi against Zack Sabre Jr. That should be a pretty good match there for the 30th. Uh, the 31st has Jeff Cobb against Lance Archer, so you're going to get, as Jim Ross would say, two big hosses going at each other on that one. Right. Uh, Yoshihashi against Juice Robinson, Jay White against Chase Owens, Battle of the Bullet Club there, uh, Okada against Bad Luck Fale, someone is going to take control of first place after that one, and Tetsuya Naito against Evil. So they're going to do five tournament matches on that day, which is starting to, starting to add things up there. Uh, for Tuesday, uh, the following Tuesday, Tomohiro Ishii against Great Okan, Toru Yano against Tom Lawler, Tama Tonga against Sonata, Hiroki Goto against Kenta, and David Finley against Will Ospreay. And finally, next Friday, the 5th of August, we'll have Juice Robinson against Yujiro Takahashi, Taiji against Chase Owens, Tetsuya Naito against Aaron Hanare, Jonah against Jeff Cobb, and Hiroshi Tanahashi against Evil. So I have no idea who has even a shot to win. Who do you think, since you actually follow it? Um, who do you like? If you had to pick someone right now, who do you think's winning it? Oh, man. Right now, I think I kind of would have to go with Will Ospreay. Okay. Um, but, I mean, we, it's early. There's a, a bit of a ways to go. But with this new form, or the, the format for this year... Uh, possibly anyone could win it right now if if you have points. So, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna say right now Osprey. Okay. All right. So, one thing I wanted to bring up, and you and I we we love to have this conversation when mm -hmm. uh, certain organizations introduce new stuff. Is are there too many of them? Yeah. So last night on Dynamite, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fully admit this, folks. I did not watch Dynamite last night. I, Ooh, I wow, that's a first. Like, I'm watching something that you didn't. The only re well, there's two reasons. Okay. The first reason is the main reason. I didn't feel like it was that good of a card. Agreed. And the second reason was I was trying to stay away from some of my family members who were sick and had the living room for a while because I still don't have cable in my room, but I'm not going to worry about it. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Eh, not, not a big deal. So, um, but last night they announced that the long-awaited AEW Trios title are coming to AEW. Who's awaiting these? Who's the we? 
Who's awaiting the, these? Oh, the fans. Are they? I've heard fans saying they want trios titles. Why? Don't they have enough titles already? <laughs> and the and the finals of the tournament will take place at All Out. Can I have an Orange Cassidy title? Can we just give Orange Cassidy a title just to support the Orange Cassidy Championship since I, everyone I can have a title that. there? I would love to do that. Actually. And by the way, WWE is not much better with this either. That's one of my big pro wrestling gripes in general in, in I don't know if I can think of one promotion that I know that's like, hey, you know what? This is an okay. Because even Ring of Honor is too loaded, and, too. And you see, here's the thing. I'm actually kind of glad. Well, I'm always glad when you come on. But <laughs> in particular this week, yeah. I am. Because I was thinking about making this a topic. And now we are. Because. Okay. Like, and I was thinking about it. A lot of these promotions today have too many titles. Yeah. So let okay, let's start with AEW since we brought them sure. up. So they're the yeah, they're the one that have the newest titles yeah. to be introduced. They have the newest titles. So to go along with the trios titles, you have the world title, the women's title, the tag titles, the TNT title the TBS title, and the All-Atlantic title. So that's seven belts right there. And can I just mention also that the that two of these belts were created within the last two months? Yeah. So it's not like you could say, oh, but this is the first one they put out in eight years. No, it's, <laughs> it's too much. So there's that. WWE's not any better. Right. Because they have... The WWE title, the Universal title, the Intercontinental title, the United States title, the Raw and SmackDown tag team titles, the Raw and SmackDown women's title, and the 24-7 title. Yes, Jim, that is still a title active. I'm kind of surprised by that, actually. You could, you could still win the belt, Jim. Who's the champion right now? Uh, that's a good question. Who is their champion? It is Dana Brooke. Okay. Very oh, exciting. And and also the women's tag team titles, but they are currently vacant, and I don't know if they're ever going to bring them back. They shouldn't. There's zero reason for it, for half of those titles. Just have, well, in WWE's case, combine them and end the brand split. And that's how you get rid of most of them right yeah. there. Um, um, but in general, AEW, men's title, women's title, tag team titles. Done. I am in the camp that I don't, and because I know people out there screaming, what about a mid-card? I don't think you need a mid-card title in 2022. Mid-card titles were like around like the Intercontinental when there wasn't as much pro wrestling on TV. You needed the champion. What I mean, now it's a totally different landscape than it was in the 80s and, and really for much of the 90s. I don't right. think you need, now the only thing I will defend with AEW with this is that I don't know if that was a Warner executives thing. I don't know if they take too kindly right. of the TBS and TNT titles going away. Right. But that's the only defense that anyone could possibly give me for any of these. And again, Ring of Honor's not that much better. What's Ring of Honor's titles? They have like seven. Okay. Um, well, the, and I, I just want to mention real quick. Also, there's five titles in NXT and four in NXT UK. Just wanted to mention that. Oh, my God. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so for Ring of Honor, they've got the world title, 
the television title, the pure title, the tag team title, the six-man tag team titles, and the women's title. Which, oh, by the way, we will be, or I will be talking about uh, when I go reviewing Death Before Dishonor in a little bit. <laughs> okay. So yeah. it's six, right? Six. Okay. So they're the least offensive of the group. Are they the least? Well, you, here's the thing that I'll say about that. This is a, was a time that you could have gotten rid of them because it was the first, well, not the first show. It was the second show under the new banner. See, I would have had the Ring of Honor six-man tag titles become the AEW trios titles. Okay. You take one away. They have five. Fives. I mean, smaller than six. I know that's a terrible argument, but... <laughs> now... I mean, at least at least you made an effort to make one less. Yes. Now... Both Tony Khan and WWE are just like, nope, we need another one. Now, here is who I think is the biggest offender to all of this. Okay. And I'm going to explain why. I'm excited. And it's one that you probably are not even thinking of. The NWA. Oh, you mean the great promotion led by Tyrus? Yes. Because last week on this show, I reported that they're bringing two new belts to the NWA for their anniversary show. They are having the United States Tag Team titles and the NWA Women's Television titles. As opposed to what? The the German tag team titles? Hey, those German tag team titles are prestigious, damn it. And NWA isn't even on real TV. How's there a television title? Okay, so... Maybe they called it the YouTube title. I could get behind that. So, those two titles... Okay, so we're at two right now. Hashtag Tyrus save us. We're at two right now, right, Jim? Okay, sure, go ahead, yeah. Okay. They will be joining the World Heavyweight title, the Women's title, the Television title, the Junior Heavyweight title, and the Tag Team titles. So it's seven, right? Yeah. Oh, and the National Heavyweight title. I forgot Sorry. about the National also, Heavyweight so they're the, title. They're, the, they're in the lead. Well, I mean, it depends what you count with WWE, because if you're counting... NXT and NXT UK, you're you're probably the most, but that's I, to be fair, four different brands. So let's just pretend Raw and SmackDown are the same thing, though, because that's I think that's fair because Raw and SmackDown are on every pay per view. Oh, wait a minute, I forgot another one. Good. The women's world tag team titles. So they have, they will have by the end of their anniversary weekend, nine titles in the NWA. This is nonsense. Like, well, how do people still... Well, I mean, first of all, I, I, this is even before I knew the title thing. How do people take the NWA seriously? Right. Um, which, by the way, when is the Tyrus match? Uh, end of August, I believe. I almost want to support it because I let, know all like the NWA fans are against it. And since I'm against the NWA, maybe I would like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. What do you call it when you're like... I don't know what that's called, but it's something. Like, when everyone likes, hates something, you're like, ooh, I should probably check this out. Not anti-establishment. No, because, it's, yeah, definitely not anti-establishment. No, no. But. Whatever it is, that's what I am. But anyway. And, and when is it again, sir? Uh, end of August. 
End of August. Okay. But Jim, I I never thought I'd see the day. I'm starting to get on your side about these titles. Yeah. I like, cause like I, I was I like I'm trying to think, cause like with the main promotions, and I'm only doing the U.S. Cause I'm not gonna. Well, well if you're gonna do the main promotions, let's let's pick on. One of the ones that I like, even though I haven't watched them in a Impact. while. Impact. How's Impact's titles looking right okay. now? <laughs> uh, let me pull up Impact. So I know that there's, right now there's the world. I, I know that there's And the I apologize to our fans of Impact Wrestling. The cause... X Division, that's three. There's the women's tag team titles, that's four. Okay, so we have the world title, the knockouts title, mm-hmm. the X Division title, the tag title, the women's tag, t- or the knockouts tag title, and the digital media title. I think they're the least. Six, yeah. Six, I think they're the least one. I yeah. mean, you could get rid of, and you could easily get rid of the digital media title. I don't even know why that's and even that's the thing. And that's their newest belt. Six is still high. It but is. I'm just saying they're the least offensive. But then, yeah. like, I, I think about, like, a couple of, like, independent promotions. Like, um... GCW, for example, they only have like three or four belts. Okay. And Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, they only have two belts. So Two belts is the right way to go. I, I, I'm all for that one. But yeah, I mean, it's almost getting to a point where nowadays, and this is something I learned a long time ago. I don't think I've ever told you this philosophy that I got a long time ago because... Um, well, I mean, we've, we've talked about how we used to do e-feds back yeah. in the day. And somebody said this once, and I, I have taken it to heart ever since. Quality over quantity. Right. Right now, we're in a wrestling world where it is quantity over quality as far oh, as... You know, the championships and, you know, who's on one and all that. And it's everybody. It's it's not just, you know, WWE. No, that's the one thing. I agree. It's not WWE. It's not. I'm sorry. It's not just WWE. It's not just AEW. It's, it's everybody. And it's one of my main reasons why I'm so against, like, uh, when people talk about we should give Rampage another hour. No, do not give Rampage another hour. These these people cannot be justified by giving them extra time because of their poor planning of signing too many people. The yeah. answer is to not sign that many people. Right. Because, and, and I'll tell you this, um, the other day, a friend of mine, he does... Um, he, he does like kind of a fantasy thing, fantasy wrestling where he'll use like a video game and like he came up with a promotion and he, um, you know, he has come up with, I want to say it was like six or seven titles and he posted the other day of like, Hey, I'm thinking of creating a new belt. What belt would you like? And I'm thinking like, no, you already have enough. I mean, this whole generation. In, in pro wrestling, if we're honest, is for the most part quantity over quality. I mean, that, again, granted, can WWE change now that there's new management? We'll see. But up until now, for the last 10 years, it certainly has been quantity over quality. That's why there's three hours of Raw. 
and all these different shows. Yeah. And and honestly, with AEW, like kind of the same thing, but not really, like because there's dark and dark elevation. Be like Impact. They have the yeah. one show, and then they have explosion sometimes. Yeah. Do that, please. And I'll say this. And not to mention this also, and the fact that AEW then throws on friggin' uh, Battle of the Belts, which is not even Rampage or Dynamite at all. It's just a random special. Which the last one didn't even mean anything, if I remember correctly. Which was very much the equivalent to the old Battle of the Belts, because those suck too. Oh, I almost forgot one more. The FTW. No, no, no. Promotion. Oh, okay. Major League Wrestling. Okay, what do they have? They have the heavyweight title. They have a women's title, tag title, middleweight title, and the national openweight title. Okay, so they're, they're, the low, they're the new low right now. Well, I mean, technically, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla is at the, the new low because they have two. Yeah. But, but MLW has something that is, like, distributed somewhere. Like, I know mm-hmm. I can watch MLW if I really wanted to. Right. Because they usually put it on like YouTube and other right. places. So here's okay. Here's what I'm gonna say, because we we still have SummerSlam and Ric Flair to talk about in right. a little bit. And Death Before Dishonor. Yeah, Death Before Dishonor too. If you are going to start a wrestling organization, and this is just my opinion, the minimum, the minimum number of championships you should have. Is three. That's Great. it. No more. Can I build upon that for a second? Go ahead. Here's how you're going to figure it out. If you start a wrestling promotion, if you have a men and a women's division, one men's title, one women's title, one taking title. If you decide to be an all-men or all-women's, then you could do men slash women's main title, mid-card title, and taking titles. That's mm-hmm. it. Done. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Because I'm afraid we're going to get to a point where in a few years we're going to be talking about how pro wrestling has a participation trophy championship. I'm already talking about that. Well, I know you are, but I mean, like, (laughs) everyone, you know, like, all the fans are like, oh, we have too many belts. You know what would be really funny, actually, is if and if one of these promotions, even if it's WWE, I don't care if they do this, I would think is the most hilarious thing. Because they like do a parody of a belt because of people complaining like us about how many belts there are. They're like, all right, this is the D, this is the B belt, and what the B belt is, the only people that can fight for this title are people whose names start with the letter B. Mm-hmm. Oh, the alphabet division. Yes. Yeah. Like, that would be actually really funny if someone tried to start that. Ted, I know you're listening. <laughs> we need to have 26 divisions, A to Z. Okay, but wait. But the T, if their name is starts with the, that doesn't count. It's whatever no, the no, second word is. No, it would be the second word, yeah. Like, if it's the great Kali, that would be G. Yeah, it would be great, for the G. Yeah, exactly. There you go. You got it. We we can do this. We can do this, folks. (laughs) All right. So, anyway, uh, last Saturday... Last Saturday, Jonathan Gresham threw a temper tantrum. Yes. And we will talk about that in a a couple of minutes. Was Death Before Dishonor. Second Ring of Honor show under Tony Khan. 
Um, I'm just going to go through the matches. I'm going to give you my grades, what I thought sure. about. I didn't watch it, so I, I can't really chime yeah. too much on the matches. So I was I, yelling at Bill during it, though, at some Yes, point, he was. Because I was out drinking, and then he told me the world title match was, like, early in the show, and I lost my shit. Yeah. And, well, actually, <laughs> that, the combination of that and the fact that we had four pre-show matches. Oh, yeah. To add on to the additional six to seven matches that we had for the so, show. Okay, before you run it down, let me just explain. So I really was thinking of ordering this Ring of Honor show at first. Like, there was even a point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to gather Bill and some of my other friends, and we're going to do a pro wrestling scorecard thing on it. We're going to have a competition. Well, basically what we wound up doing for, for Double or Nothing. Yeah. And as time went on, I was just like, all right. This isn't a great card. I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to plan around this. It'll be like if other plans fall through and I'm home and then I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. Like I liked Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal. Um, and I've, I don't care about FTR as much as they're shoved down my throat. Mm-hmm. Um, so eventually, but so eventually I said, no, I'm just going to, I'm I'm going out for a bit. But I said to my, I said to Bill, I think I, this was how the conversation started. I was like, I'll say this much about the Ring of Honor show. At least it's not like WrestleMania or Double or Nothing where there's like 12 matches. There's like six matches on this thing. And that's what he informed me of the bad news. Yeah, that somehow yeah. it went from, from two weeks before this show, when I saw it was six matches, it went from six to like 11 matches. I broke Jim's heart. <laughs> All right, so... Um, the pre-show matches. The first one, Colt Cabana against Anthony Henry. Um, Anthony Henry, I I think he's been on, like, Dark or Dark Elevation. I haven't really seen him. Cabana hasn't been on AEW in forever. A decent match. Colt Cabana won with the Billy Goat's Curse. I gave it a D+. The next match... And I was like, where did this one come from? But uh, Cheeseburger, who's back to being Cheeseburger now. He was like, I, I think he was like world famous CB at one point. And I'm like, that doesn't. So anyway, Cheeseburger and Eli Isom face Ari Davari and Slim J. And they talk about how Slim J was in Ring of Honor in Special K like 20 years ago. Because at first I was like, Slim J, I've heard that name before. But I wasn't really sure what it was. And then when they talked about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember him. And it's like, he did stuff. (laughs) That's basically how I thought of it. Um, Decent match. Davari and Slim J get the win. I gave it a C minus. Then we go to a segment where Prince Nana is interviewed. So I'm like, okay, Prince Nana. I haven't seen him in years. Maybe he's just dropping by to say, hey, you know, Ring of Honor is great, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Well, we find out that because he is a prince and he has a wealth of money, he has purchased Tully Blanchard Enterprises 
and all the members are now under Prince Nana. So the embassy has returned. And now who's part of the embassy now, as of us? Okay, it is Brian Cage, along with... At least he's finally doing something. <laughs> uh, Khan and... Not, not Tony Khan. Khan and Toa Leona. Okay. And they are taking on Tony Deppin, Alex Zane, and Blake Christian. So, for the majority of the match, Alex Zane get, is getting beat up. He's getting his ass kicked. When Blake Christian gets tagged, it is as if The Rock got tagged. Because <laughs> he, like, the crowd pops. And I've never seen Blake Christian. He's someone to keep an eye on, I think. For the, for the little bit of time that I saw him in, He's going to be someone that I think in a couple of years, we're going to hear his name a lot. Um, but in the end, it ended up being too much Embassy. Tony Deppin got pinned. Embassy gets the win. It was a little bit of a slow start, but it did get better along the way. I gave it a C-. Uh, then we have our final pre-show match, and this one was advertised ahead of time. Allison K against Willow Nightingale. A decent women's match. Um, Willow is winning me over. I, I've seen her live a couple of times. She's good. And she's very nice. She's such a sweet young lady. I, I, I wish nothing but the best for her. Um, she ends up getting the win, beating Allison K. And I gave this a C- minus as well. So pretty much the, the, the pre-show was average, but it wasn't terrible. We'll go with that. Mm-hmm. So now we go to the main show, and we begin the show with the Ring of Honor World Championship, Claudio Castagnoli against Jonathan Gresham. So, here's how they explained it. They say that there was a coin toss to determine which match would go first, or last. I I think it was last. So, FTR and the Briscoe match won the coin toss. So, that match would go on last. This match, which, honestly, they could have done for later in the show, ends up going first. And it's a pretty good match. I enjoyed this match. Uh, Jonathan Gresham is a talented wrestler. I will never take that away from him. Um, Claudio, you know, they stick with it. William Regal's on commentary for this match. And the end, Claudio just dominates Gresham. Like, he is just beating the crap out of him, swings him a few times, give him, gives him a couple elbows. Then he does the Ricola bomb. One, two, three... Claudio wins the Ring of Honor world title to start off the show. And I gave this a B. Really good opening match. Now, to get to what Jim brought up a few minutes ago. See, I I figured figured you'd want to go through the card first and then kind of come back to that. 
Actually, you know what? Yeah, we'll because we'll I don't because I don't because I don't have anything really to say about the rest of the card because okay. I didn't watch it. Okay, we'll go through the card then. Okay. okay. Uh, next match was for the Ring of Honor Six Man Tag Team Titles. I was surprised when this match was announced because the Righteous are champions and they're facing Dalton Castle and the Boys. The Boys are back. Um, I missed a little bit of this match because it was my brother-in-law's birthday, so we had to wish him a happy birthday. Uh, they got him a cookie cake, and so I missed a little bit of it. Matches, for what I saw the rest of the way, was pretty good. There was a spot where Dalton Castle kept throwing the boys over the top rope onto members of the Righteous. It was actually a pretty funny spot because it was like, here goes one, here goes another, there goes one, here goes another. It's just back and forth, back and forth. Kind of a funny spot. Um, Castle hits the bangerang, and we have new Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions in Dalton Castle and the boys. I gave this one a C only because I didn't get to see it from the beginning. It's not their fault, it's just... It was someone's birthday, so, you know, I had to be nice. Now, we go to this match. And if you are not a fan of FTR and the Briscoes, this match I would recommend watching. Wheeler Yuta defending the pure title against Daniel Garcia. William Regal is outside on commentary again. And he talks about, during the match, how... If the match goes the full 60 minutes, he would be mad at Wheeler Yuta because it went the full 60 minutes. And if Wheeler Yuta used a rope break, he would be mad at him for using a rope break. Mm-hmm. So, you know, teacher, you know, teaching the student. This match is unbelievably well done. If you are a fan of technical wrestling this is the match for you these guys go move for move hold for hold there is not a single rope break used until 15 minutes into the match and it's used by Daniel Garcia Yuta never used a rope break so in the end Yuta gets a a pin on Daniel Garcia to get the win. A fantastic match. I would watch these two wrestle each other again in a heartbeat. And up until the main event, this was my match of the night. I gave it an A-. I mean, this match was just fantastic. It was unbelievable. Then we go to Dragon Lee against Roosh. Another good match. Uh, they title it the Battle of the Brothers. Um, it's your brother versus brother match, except there's really no hostility between the two. It's just, hey, we got a match. We're going to put these two together. Right. Um, the end of the match, Dragon Lee goes for a move. Roosh defends himself. And Dragon Lee kind of puts his guard down. And that's the mistake he makes because Roosh takes advantage of it and he hits him with the bull's horns drop kick in the corner to get the three count in the victory. 
And believe it or not. Sorry about that. I, that's not what I could do with that. That's that's your train call of the night. I don't um, even know what that. I guess, I'm guessing it was the fire engine. That's yeah. my guess. Um, and I didn't realize this. This is the first time the two of them ever had a singles match against each other. I did not know that. And I would love to see these two fight again. I gave this a B plus. Then we go to the Ring of Honor women's title match. Mercedes Martinez against Serena Deeb. Uh, I was a little disappointed in the match. I thought it could be a little bit better, but it wasn't terrible. Um, Martinez actually was able to force Serena Deeb to tap out to retain the women's title. I gave that a C, a, a decent match. But I, I thought it could have been a little bit better. But, again, that's me. Then we go to the Ring of Honor World Television title match, Samoa Joe against Jay Lethal. So, early on in the in the show, there's a promo cut with Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and uh, Satnam Singh, I think is his name. Yeah, I think that's it. And Sanjay Dutt talks about that in India... When you go to a funeral, you wear white. So, they decided, for tonight, they're going to wear white. Because it is going to be the funeral of Samoa Joe. So, Lethal tells Sanjay and Singh, stay in the back, I've got this. Joe comes out, they start fighting outside the ring. It is a brawl. They are fighting all over the ringside area. And it takes a while before they can officially start the match. Because at one point, Satnam Singh comes out. He fights with Joe. Lethal attacks him. It's a two-on-one. And they put Joe out. And then the referee sees that Singh is there, puts two and two together. He kicks him out. And... Jim, Satnam Singh won me over for this one reason wow, I want to tell you. Because when he is kicked out, he takes his jacket off. He's upset. And in his voice, he yells, This is bullshit! <laughs> I'm like, Okay, this guy's won me over. He can suck if he wants, but he won me over. That is funny. It is great. Um, the match itself is a good match. Uh, Sanjay does come out a little later on. It's a back and forth match. Lethal's being the heel. He's trying to do everything he can to win this match. But Joe, you know, manages to get out. And in the end, Joe is able to lock in the Coquina Clutch. And Jay Lethal taps. And Samoa Joe retains the television title. Another good match. Uh, basically, that's the theme of this night. Is we've had good matches here. Uh, I gave this a B. Okay. Now, now to the main event. Two out of three falls. Ring of Honor tag team titles. FTR against the Briscoes. They hyped this match as the greatest, the potentially greatest rematch in Ring of Honor history. And I'm pretty sure that there are some 
Ring of Honor purists who are like, I could think of a few. Right. So, it is two out of three falls. First fall goes about 20 minutes. The Briscoes hit the Doomsday device on Cash Wheeler. Um, and, oh no, yeah, no, Dax, I'm sorry. It was Dax that they got the pin on. So the Briscoes win the first fall. They go, like I said, 20 minutes. So we get to fall number two, and this is where you start to see some of the guys bleed. And the second fall, it's an, it starts to get better. FTR hits the big rig. They get the pinfall on Jay. They even it up at one apiece. So at this point, we are at the 30-minute mark of the match. And, and I'm thinking to myself, we're going to go the full 60. Because they kept saying, you know, how many minutes we're in. Right. And, and I guess, you know, just hearing from other people being like, oh, they're going 60. Once they say the time, you know, it's going to go to the time limit. This third fall is absolutely insane. Because at one point, the referee takes a bump. He goes out. When he comes back up, his lip is busted open. So he's bleeding. The Briscoes are bleeding. FTR is bleeding. Everyone in this match is bleeding. They are doing some insane stuff. Uh, Cash at one point is pushed off the top turnbuckle, goes through a table. They're... These four guys are just going bananas. This crowd is going crazy. Then the ending. So you got Jay Briscoe and Dax Harwood. They go to the corner. They're fighting. Dax grabs Jay. And he hits a pile driver from the second rope. And it was picture perfect. A pile driver from the second rope. He gets the three count. FTR wins. They retain the tag team titles after going almost 45 minutes. And the fans are on their feet. They retain the tag team titles in a hell of a match. Um... I think the first one is just a little bit better than the second one, but the second one to me had the better ending because mm. that freaking pile driver, I couldn't believe Jay took that. Like you have to have a lot of trust with a guy doing a pile driver right. from the second rope. I gave this match an A. This show overall is incredibly well done. Um, I think, unfortunately, when we go back to the end of the year and you know people are like, oh, this was such a good show, this was such a good show, this one I think is going to get overlooked, unfortunately, because it's not WWE, it's not AEW, it's Ring of Honor, and I, I hate to say it, it's going to get overlooked, but this was one of the best shows I've seen all year. 
Um, I don't know if I'd say it's a show of the year, but it would be in the, at least in my short list of the discussion right now. Sure. For the show of the year. Um, but yeah, there really wasn't a horrible match on this entire card. And even the one that got the lowest grade, which was like a D plus was still pretty decent. So mm-hmm. all in all, if you want to see it, I definitely recommend it. Um, like I said, if you're not a fan of FTR, then at least watch it for the Wheeler Yuta Daniel Garcia match. Right. That match was fantastic. Nice. Let's talk about the Tony Khan audio yes. stuff. So, Jonathan Gresham on Saturday uh, wanted to be released from Ring of Honor and AEW. And he and Tony Khan were having a conversation. And Gresham started cussing out Tony Khan. And Jim and I, we we, we had this talk uh, during the week about this. And and I'm going to give my my quick two cents on it. Yep. I understand where Gresham was coming from because the match really wasn't like hyped. It wasn't promoted until like a week before the show. And then there was news that came out after the show that the original plan had, had Brian Danielson not been hurt. The original plan was for Gresham to defend the title against a mystery opponent. The mystery opponent would have been Claudio and Claudio would have won the title. So again, wait, that under- was the original plan. Wait, that what? was the original plan. Isn't that what happened though? Yeah, but Claudio was going to be a mystery opponent. No oh, a mystery knew. opponent. No yeah. one's going to know. Okay. Yeah. Again, I understand where Gresham is coming from. However, when you cuss someone out, especially a higher authority, you're going to kind of lose respect in some areas. And while I think Jonathan Gresham is a terrific wrestler... He lost some points for me for what he did. And he basically, not only has he blackballed himself from ever coming back to Ring of Honor, he has blackballed himself from ever being an AEW. And he said that he was going to take time away, which is going to be interesting because he is on one of the two cards that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. That's true. All right, anyway, so, yeah, I'm definitely on Tony Khan's side with this. One of the reasons I am, though, is, is like, I think a little different than yours and probably what goes online. Because um, the thing is with Gresham, he, you know, he's saying, like, oh, we should have been given a, a, a shot or, or whatnot. I would argue that he was given a shot. It just wasn't under Tony Khan. And what I say by this is, okay, like Bill just said, this – pay-per-view might have been you know possibly a a possible candidate for pay-per-view of the year but the thing is nobody really cares about ring of honor in general Mm -hmm. they did it which is why it got bought out by tony khan in the first place 
Right. And I don't want to blame one individual wrestler here, but I will say this. Like, when I think they had a battle of the belts with AEW, um, like three, two or three months ago. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a little more. And the main event was like Gresham against Dalton Castle. It was two Ring of Honor people right. as the main event. And I'm like, I don't want this. There's a reason why I wasn't watching Ring of Honor. Like, so I actively skipped it. And I have a feeling a lot of people have done that because. Again, you can praise all the in-ring work, but the numbers are there that Ring of Honor didn't have people that to care about. And I guess I don't want to just lay into Gresham here, but I would say to me, I would associate failing Ring of Honor with him, uh, Matt Taven, uh, Dalton Castle, uh even though I kind of like him in Impact, I'll say PCO because he was on top toward, towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, those are the main ones that I can think of when I think of Ring of Honor main eventers. So, of course, Tony Khan, why would he even want to give... Why would you want to run with the with Gresham, who was essentially part of the promotion that failed? Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me why he. You, know, you can make audio. You can make claims like should have been Claudio. Fine, but you to me you can't make a claim why it should be Gresham. You need to immediately say that look, this isn't the old Ring of Honor because the old Ring of Honor failed and got bought out by me, mm-hmm. meaning Tony Khan. Right. So I, like I said, I'm on Tony Khan's side. I think Gresham does definitely does not there was no reason to go with him in the first place and now it made all the sense in the world after reading that why the world title match was the first match I was like now I get it um, as far as what he said to him or what not whatever it is what it is but I'm just saying I think that Tony Khan was right we, we probably Gresham's, will never know honestly and, and I'm okay with that I mean and, and now I See, if it wasn't because of the Vince thing, I would say and Gresham really doesn't have a shot in WWE because he's kind of a shorter guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Vince didn't like that. But now I don't know anymore because now it's apparently led by Hunter and Stephanie and Nick Khan now. So I don't know. Maybe he would have a shot there. I have no idea. Time I, will tell. I think... I don't think he will, though. You know why? Because as much as people say that, oh, Vince... Vince was the one that had a hard on for the big guys. Triple H obsessed with bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if, like, you know, I think you're going to have to have at least a decent build when you uh under Triple H regime. I, I, I do think, though, when Gresham decides, you know, I'm ready to come back, I would almost bet the bank. He's going to Impact because that's yeah. where his wife is, Jordan Grace. Right. Uh, by the way, has she been silent about all this? I would highly. I have not it. heard a thing. That's very surprising because she is very outspoken and sometimes annoying on social media. So I'm very surprised by that. Right. Um, she, I, I think she's a great wrestler, but outside of like the her in ring stuff, not necessarily for for me personality wise. Right. Right. Um, so I'm very surprised by that, but yeah, so we'll see, but it's interesting because you said he's taking time off, but I guess he's on the flirt card, right? As of right now he is. So we'll see. We'll see. Yep. And, and we will talk about 
the Flair card in a couple of minutes. But we got to talk about first SummerSlam, which is mm-hmm. happening this Saturday night. And a match got taken off the card. Oh. Uh, originally scheduled was Seth Rollins against Riddle. That match has been taken off. Uh, apparently, storyline-wise, uh, Riddle got a stinger from when Seth did the curb stomp on Monday night. So, he's out. Um, I'm not really sure what the real reason is. So, I guess for now we'll just go with the storyline of he had a stinger. I guess, I, that, that's just my guess. So before we go into the SummerSlam card, do you want to know how I even know what the SummerSlam card is? Because you... considering I don't watch WWE. You subscribe to Logan Paul. No. No. <laughs> no. So I was talking to the guy, one of the guys at work about Ric Flair's last match. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just don't understand it. Like, it's such a, it's a good card, but... Why the fuck are you putting it on a Sunday? If it was a Friday or Saturday night, I'd 100% watch it. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, that's because SummerSlam's on Saturday. I'm like, what? Really? Well, I was like, well, I, 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 I guarantee you that nothing on SummerSlam is going to be as good as this Ric Flair card. Probably not. And then he's like, well, let's see. He's like, well, I'm like, I'm going to be, without even looking at the card... I'm going to guess there's at least three part-timers in three matches. And that's my big prediction. I'm already turned off by that. So what needless to say, then he brought up the card and we looked at each match. And at least at that time, I saw that I was right. That was like a week or two ago. So let's see if the cards changed since then. All right. So I'm going to start off with the Mysterios against Finn Balor and Damian Priest in a no disqualification match. Okay. I don't I don't know. I guess the Mysterios win. I don't care about any of these people. See, this one's kind of tough because if the Mysterios win, it's going to be because Edge returns. Oh, so Edge, he's not on the card? No. Because I, I thought he was supposed to return and have a match. No, he is not on the card. That's surprising. So so he was the leader of this group called the Judgment Day. And the night that they added Finn to the group is the night that they kicked Edge out. Okay. So my thinking is, and this is kind of hard, if Edge comes back and gets involved, the Mysterios will win. If he doesn't come back, Balor and Priest will win. But I I think the Mysterios are going to win this one. Only because they made a big deal uh, Monday night about how, you know, it's Ray's 20th anniversary in WWE. Oh my god, I hate the 20th anniversary <laughs> shit. Yeah. At least, okay. he get, at least he doesn't get a month. Right. Shit. Next match, Logan Paul versus The Miz. Well, WWE hates, hates their um, their current roster, so Logan Paul will win. And yes, I'm even counting even though Vince is gone, because I'm pretty sure this whole sh- most of the show is going to be based on what he had already planned. Here's the funniest thing, watching it leading up to it, is the fact that WWE 
is trying to make Logan Paul the face in this match. I mean, they're both kind of terrible. So I guess like when... on instinct, it's like right. bad like... guy versus bad guy. I guess I never really thought of it that way. But the difference is, at least with The Miz, he's kind of tolerable. Mm. Kind of. I liked it better when he went hoorah. Whereas, of course you would. Whereas with Logan and his brother Jake, they're just both complete douchebags. See, I, 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 think don't, I don't mind Jake, only, but I guess the only reason I don't mind Jake is because he's trying to get MMA fighters better pay. Mm. That's him, right? Yeah, it's not Logan. Yeah, that's doing Jake's that, the one, it? yeah. And he, and he punked out the, um, the Fury guy, not... What's his, not, um, the brother of Tyson Fury, Tommy Fury, I believe. No. I don't know if you know any of that drama. I thought it was very interesting. No, I didn't. So he he started to call him out for a fight, and then Tommy wouldn't return his calls or anything. So he's like, all right, well, Tommy's not returning my calls, so I have to go in a new fight. And he announced it against some guy that I don't know, which is fine. Point is, then Tommy's like, oh, I'm stuck in the... I can't get to the United States, and he's calling bullshit yeah. on that. I'm like, no, t- um, freaking Jake Paul's right. Tommy could have easily said that. They could have worked it out, but he doesn't want to fight him for some reason. And that's me not knowing anything about, like, boxing. I'm like, that's yeah. what it seems like. I will I will say this, though. I don't like the Furies anyway. Actually, I don't really... I'm not the biggest fan of the Pauls. <laughs> right. I don't know I don't know who I would actually root for if there was a tag team boxing match of those. Oh god. <laughs> That's what we need. That should be a, a sport that we need to market. Tag team boxing. Um but I will say this. Look, from watching Logan Paul at WrestleMania, that man is athletic as hell. He is athletic. I will give him that. Um but yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I I, I think Logan's going to win this one. Yeah. Kind of has to, I think, at this point. I mean, he doesn't have to. Let's be clear about that. He doesn't have to. They could easily say, "Oh my God, our guy took down the great Logan Paul," and actually, that would probably get them more publicity than anything. Yeah, and then he can have his Pokemon card collection. Oh, who's his favorite Pokemon? I think it's Pikachu. Ugh, what a boring Cause he, choice. Because when he came out for WrestleMania, he had like this uber rare Pikachu in like mint condition and he had it on as a necklace. And if he was a Jigglypuff fan, he might've won me over. Like, clearly he's not. Uh, we can, we out. you know what? I'll, I'll ask Logan Paul for you on Thank Twitter. You. I feel favorite Pokemon is right. And, and I'll report back to you and the listeners. If he ever replies back. <laughs> and if, and if he says, uh, if he says something other than Jigglypuff, say, Hey, just a follow up question. What do you think of the jig? Actually, no, you know what? I'm going to do this now. <laughs> I'm going to do this right okay. now. Because this is more entertaining than... The SummerSlam <laughs> And then, yeah. oh, and, and, we, and when you message him, at the end, um, put music notes on it. Because Jigglypuff sings. That would be so funny if he answers, like, in the next five minutes and you check back. Because this show isn't ending in the next 10 minutes. So. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> we still have a whole flare cards going. Granted, I think it's not going to be as long as I think either because SummerSlam, I think, is going to go by pretty quickly. Right, At I least for find, me. Now i got to find musical notes. 
Oh, just go. type in music and then the would you come up? I'll, I'll do two seconds. Yeah, you too. So I just so I haven't sent it. You asked about the jig. Good, read it to me. I so at Logan Paul. Quick question: Who is your favorite Pokemon? Asking for a friend. Are you not going to say what about the jig? What do you think of the jig? Oh, okay. Yeah, I could do that. Uh, hold on. Yeah. This we always call Jigglypuff in me and my cousin Smash Brothers keys. Like the jig, here he is. Of the J I G G. Okay, thank you. I was going to ask that. The jig is up. <laughs> the other thing we used to say. All right. There I we swear, go. I swear, this Pikachu, I'm very disappointed. All right. I sent the tweet out. All right. We'll see. We'll check back in this in about 10 minutes. Okay. Yes. Logan Paul, we both think is going to win. Go ahead. Next. If he, if he, if he answers us, he's going to get a little bit of my respect. Okay. He I have to, but he... Well, actually, it depends what his answer is going to be for me. So, okay. It will. Okay. Next match. Uh, Raw women's title, Bianca Belair defending against Becky Lynch. I don't, um, I don't care. Uh, I guess Becky Lynch. See, I'm thinking it could be Becky, but the next pay-per-view is in like Scotland or Wales or whatever. And she's going to get a big reaction, I think there. So I'm going to say Bianca retains the title. And, God, I hope Becky has, like, clothes that aren't annoying-looking when she comes out Saturday. Because, like, the stuff she's worn, it's just like, oh, my God. I, I just want to stab myself in the eyes. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's just like, what the hell is this? This isn't fashion. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Next match. Pat McAfee against oh. Happy Corbin. Pat fuckery. He's probably going to win because <laughs> part-timers... Rule the WWE, so Pat Fuckery wins. He has to win. What do you mean he has? Why do you keep saying that? He has to. What do you mean? I'm just thinking he He doesn't have to. They could easily put someone over from the part-timer, and since he's there, they could could be like, oh, look, we're in the news cycle. Do you really think they're going to put Happy Corbin over on this one? I don't even know. I thought he was still homeless. No, he hasn't been homeless in a year. I don't know. None of that shit made any sense. Actually, I, I, actually, I, I think last SummerSlam was the one that I did see him because he fought Big E. Because I was like, maybe I'll watch SummerSlam. I saw that one match. It's like, none of this shit makes any sense. I'm out. Actually, he did He, he did say in an interview uh, how the Happy Corpin gimmick came together. Okay. Because Vint, and I actually kind of like this. <laughs> Wait a minute, is, it, is it a ripoff of Diamond Dallas Page? No, I never thought about it. Only because I just thought of it. I was like, because remember DDP and WCW yes. wound up going homeless for a bit? And yes. I mean, it wasn't an immediate like this one seems to be. Like, first DDP rose up a bit, and then he became happy when he was with WWE. Like, positive yeah. page. Yep, you're I wonder right. if it's just something like that. But so, worse. So, the, so what Corbin said in an interview once was Vince called him, and he's like, hey. Do you wear a fedora? And he's like, I've got plenty of them. And that's basically how the gimmick started. Okay. It's because Baron Corbin has a shitload of fedoras. Great. I'm not thrilled. If, if he'd asked, if Vince asked me if I wear cowboy hats, I'd have been like, yeah, I do. I, I got a few. 
Here you go. There's my gimmick. Okay. Undisputed tag team okay. titles. The Usos defend against the Street Profits with guest referee Jeff Jarrett. Why? <laughs> Why is Jeff Jarrett in this match? Then again, to be fair, it's not. I can ask the match. To be fair, I can also ask that about the uh, the Ric Flair match the night before. <laughs> How does Jarrett find his way to win in these positions that don't make any sense whatsoever? I swear, Jeff Jarrett. Someone needs to come out with a book be called Wrestling's Luckiest Sons of Bitches. Yeah. You know what? there's going to be two full chapters on Jeff Jarrett. Fuck it. Just give Jeff Jarrett the company. I love that so much. Honestly, I think he'd be do a better job than Triple H and Stephanie. Hell, Tri- Tri- Stephanie herself is terrible. And Hunter, I guess you could say like he ran NXT fun, but theoretically they did lose to AEW. So... How good was he really running the company, that NXT? Then again, it was all his damn fault. They should have kept it on the network and not have it go two hours. I wonder if, when Jeff Jarrett gets his pay for SummerSlam and Ric Flair, if he's going to invest that in gold. (laughs) (laughs) I want somehow that his appearances to relate to each other now. Mm -hmm. He does something on one that carries over... Like, he does something at SummerSlam that carries over Ric Flair's last match. Like, great. Anyway, who knows? The Usos always win. They're like Roman. God forbid yeah. someone spins. Yeah, it's 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 the Usos. I would love to see the Street Profits win, but I'm going with the Usos. I, mean, I, don't, I don't care about the Street Profits either. I just know that the Usos are like Roman. God forbid someone else wins. Right. Okay. United States title. Bobby Lashley defends against Theory. Um, well, probably, I was going to say theory automatically, but now I don't know. Oh, Vince is gone. I mean, the way, uh, the, the way that he was booked on Raw Monday night, because like the first hour was basically Austin Theory, but it was like, Roman's like, your dad's gone, referring to Vince. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, I guess I'll be your daddy. Okay. And then he got his ass kicked by Drew. Well, I don't know. That, that makes it sound to, to me like it, he's going to win now. So I'll say theory. This is going to be the one I think I'm going to disagree with you here. Sure. I'm going to go with Lashley. So our first disagreement. Okay. SmackDown women's title. Liv Morgan defends against Ronda Rousey. Rousey, 100%, because I think the only reason they gave it to Liv is so that Rousey could have a SummerSlam opponent. I've become a fan of Liv. I think she's a sweetheart of a person. I don't care about Liv. I know. She's <laughs> getting there, but Ronda's going to win the belt back. I think it's just them being too lazy to think of something creative, so they were like, oh, let's give it to Liv, and then... Yeah. I mean, too bad for Liv, but I guess that's, yeah. again, part-timers rule. It is. And you know what? Triple H can change my theory on that if actually everything goes the opposite direction. He could. On, on, I don't think he's going to. I think this, this event's already set in stone. And the main event of SummerSlam for the W... Uh, pardon me. Undisputed WWE Universal For the 15th time. 
Roman Reigns defends against Brock Lesnar in a last man standing match, and they are promoting that this will be the final time these two will face. I feel like they've promoted that before, though. I know. Roman, Roman's winning this. Yeah, of course. Now. I hope the two we probably should, because if it goes to Lesnar, then this company is more fucked than it's ever been before. Now, let me throw you a curveball. Yes. Theory has the money in the bank contract. Okay. Okay. Does he cash it in this Saturday? No, no, I don't think so. He does not. Okay. My, because th- if he does, I'm only going to say if he does. Now that Vince is out of the picture, I think he loses. Okay. And you could have a a whole story arc of like Theory has to climb his way back up because he had the support of Vince for God, I think it was almost a year. From like that that night after the Survivor Series, where oh my, I think I told you about this. I don't know if the, you did. The Does whole it... like missing egg thing. I remember us talking vaguely about it, and somehow it had to do with the Rock, and the Rock didn't yes. come by at all. Yes, yes. Even though they promoted the hell out of it, being yes. like again yep. twenty years or something like that. Yep, that's it. That's it. So if they do it, I think he does cash in, and I think he loses. Bill, can I tell you what I think? How you can how, how my barometer is? Because I'm sure everyone has their own barometer of if like the company's going to change now that Vince is no longer there. And my barometer, I think, is the part timer stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if there's less of that, or like I don't. The thing is, I don't mind part timers as long as they're not going for the title and it's not like three matches yeah if it was me here's what here's how i can to me the the real test is probably going to be at the either the whatever you said the uk Mm pay-per-view or survivor series because here's what if i want to set show like if it was me i would have you could tell me if this is announced so we look even if it's we know we both think Roman's going to win mm-hmm. over Lesnar, and I, I honestly don't think Roman should lose of the two. I don't think it should be Roman that that uh, that loses on that one. Right. So Roman, I would have fight Drew McIntyre at the UK pay per view because you know Drew McIntyre's from the UK, right? Mm-hmm. How about this? Drew McIntyre wins. That's where he wins. I would be all for that. And then check this out. If again, if to me this would be the ultimate proof that someone knew's in charge because there's no way this would happen in an events regime. Drew McIntyre beats Roman Reigns. Drew McIntyre holds it to WrestleMania, where he fights the Royal Rumble winner, and that person is Cody. Hmm. And you know what else makes this great? Because it could be like a whole UK versus United States thing because. Of, Cody's Mr. Patriotic sometimes. Yep, yep, yep. And by doing this, you re-give the momentum Drew McIntyre lost, which coincidentally, I believe, was like after he fought one of the part-timers. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cody, you know both of them will be there full-time. And it's like, okay, great. We're investing in our full-time people now. Look, we have them headlining WrestleMania. 
that to me would be a symbol of, yeah, I guess things are different now. I would love to see that. I really would. But we'll have to, well, let's see what happens Saturday night first, and then we could start to dream that dream. Right. Well, I mean, I don't, again, I don't think Saturday night really means as much as people think it's going to, because right. I think the show is mostly written. But like I said, if I, if all of a sudden the UK pay-per-view happens and it's Roman against, you know, Goldberg, then no, nothing's changed. Or if Survivor Series is had won by one part-timer, nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. That's my barometer. Let's end the part-time era. There you go. So, normally, doing a WWE pay-per-view and previewing that would be the event of the weekend. (laughs) Well, not really. Well, normally. But this time, it is not. Because this Sunday night, StarCast 5 is going to conclude with Ric Flair's last match. Woo! Woo! And I'm going to be honest, I ordered the show yesterday or Tuesday. Okay. And I ordered it mainly because of the undercard. Okay. I, I will watch the main event just to say I saw it. But this undercard is... Pretty damn good. Yeah, looking. this undercard is no business being as good as it is. And honestly, I am definitely looking forward to the, um, or at least interested in the Ric Flair tag team match. I, I'm very happy. I'm happy with the tag team match than the original, the original, what I heard was the idea of a six man. Yeah. I'm more for this tag team match than that, for sure. So, uh, just going to go through the undercard of this and then get to the main event. Yeah. There's only one terrible person I think in the undercard. <laughs> so we have technically two, maybe we'll see. We'll see. We have the Von Eriks, Marshall and Ross against the Briscoes. I love that. It's just the Von Eriks versus the Briscoes. But that's like... a dream. That's kind of a dream match for tag team wrestling. I think I just like that's a play on words. Cause yeah, it's the Von Eriks and the Briscoes, but it's not the one that you're, your father might think it is. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Exactly. And the Briscoes, I think, are going to win that one. Yeah. Um, the Von Eriks, I didn't even know were active, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Briscoes as well on that one. Uh, this next match, we do not have to pick a winner, because I'll explain. Oh. The match originally was Clark Connors against Ren Narita. It was going to be a New Japan match. However, Connors had to pull out because of an injury. So Shota Umino, who's also from New Japan, is going to take the place of Connors. So it'll be Umino against Narita. I really don't have a preference in this one. So I don't think I know either of them, really. So I can't really yeah. give you a pick. So that's going to be the match from New Japan. Okay. The match from MLW. Killer Cross Ugh. against Harry Smith. I didn't even know Harry Smith was still doing things, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, yeah, Killer Cross is horrible. I hope he loses, but I don't think he will. I think he'll, <laughs> I think he'll win. And yeah, he, you know what? He'll get re-signed by WWE. Yeah. Under the Triple H regime. Good, good. Go there, because I don't want to see you him, in AEW. Him and Scarlett will both go back. I yeah. Think. And they can continue to be horrible there. 
I wonder if they'll give him that gladiator helmet again. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go with Killer Cross. So the knockouts from Impact, they're gonna have a three-way match for the knockouts title. Jordan Grace to defend against Rachel Ellering and Diana Perrazzo. Give the belt back to Diana. I, I like Jordan too, but I'm just saying, like, I really like Diana's reign when she had it for like a year. Or close to it, I think it was like 11 months. Yeah, it was a long um, time. It was a long time. She got wrestled, female wrestler of the year on like the PWI women's mm-hmm. thing. Give it back to her. Um, I don't think she'll get it. I don't I don't think Impact's going to have a title change on this show. So, and I don't even know how, has Rachel Ellering been like a regular on Impact? Because I don't. I don't think she has. I don't has. think so either. How did she weasel herself into this match? <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going to go with. Uh, with Jordan Grace. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jordan as well on this one. Unless unless something happens and Tony Khan's in attendance to first support. God. And Jordan oh, Grace oh. and Gresham just walk out. Then I'll be wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, the Impact World title will be on the line. Josh Alexander will defend against... MLW's Jacob Fatu. Yeah, why is Impact giving their title shots to people from other promotions? Aren't they scared? <laughs> I think I, Josh Alexander's going to win. I think this is a, a oh, lot. Ale- yeah, Alexander's going to win this, but I'm going to I'm going to be honest. I see this as the showcase match for Jacob Fatu. Okay. I've I've seen him wrestle a few times. He he's going to be someone that I think if AEW or WWE can find a way to get to him to sign a contract, he's going to be in either one of their brands in a year or two. Now, is, uh, he's not a family member of someone, is he? I, I think he is. I think he is, too, but I don't know who it is. Yeah, let me, let me look that up real quick. Yeah, but no, I agree. This should be a great match, and Josh Alexander will do a great job. I like Josh Alexander. I think he's absolutely the right person that should be um, holding that belt for impact and this should not be where he loses it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he is the nephew of Rikishi and he is the son of the Tonga kid. Okay. And apparently he is a family man because he has six kids of his own oh boy. All right. So, so he's uh, definitely going where that money is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jacob Fatu could be the new genetic jackhammer. Not oh, God, okay. Sorry. Calm down. Okay. Getting okay, this... 40 for Jacob Fatu over there. I like, I like him. All right. Anyway, uh, this next match from AAA Wrestling, it is a four-way match. Ray Phoenix, Taurus, Laredo Kid, and Bandito. I think Bandito wins this one. This is a tough one. Because I honestly, I could see any one of the four. Right, no, that's true too, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Ray Phoenix on this one. But I, again, I, I wouldn't be upset on this one. Like, unless it's like a real sloppy match, which I'm, which I don't think it will. No, I don't think it'll be either. Uh, guess what? Impact has a third match. Really? They should have four. 
Uh, this is going to be the Wolves against the Motor City Machine. This is a true dream match. I didn't think that this was... Like, I, I was not expecting this to be announced for the Ric Flair card at all. What do you think? Yeah, this is going to be a hell of a tag match. Um, I think... Because uh, it says here it's a dream tag rematch, and I oh, don't really? even remember... But I don't remember when they had the first one, so... I, the only thing that I could think of possibly... I think they were both in Ring of Honor at a time. They might have been. Well, they definitely were in Ring of Honor. Like, obviously, Edwards and Davey were... Because didn't one of them win the title from the other at some point? Yeah, yeah. So they were both there... And it wouldn't be surprising if they brought in the Motor City Machine Guns for like a one or two time appearance, and that was the only other time, that was the time that they would have fought them. Yeah. Um, see, this is, I mean, like you said, this is basically an impact match. Because all four of them are in impact. Yeah. So it, that's what makes it even harder to figure out because, you know, both of them could take the loss, both teams. They could. I'm going to go with the Motor City Machine Guns on this one. All right, then to be different, I'm going to go with the Wolves okay. on this one. Okay, next match. I don't, I don't even know how many matches we have right now. Let, let me go back count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, this is match number eight, and there's three more after this. Why can pro wrestling not have, like... A short card anymore. You know what? Not even short. A normal size card of seven or eight matches. Now, this event, I'll give a lot of slack to, though, because yes, it's yes. not a real promotion. Like, I mean, then again, I, I, I think you forgot to bring up the fact that they moved it to a bigger venue because of how well yes, it was. Yes, they selling. did. Thank so, you. who knows if that. It was originally going to be in the Impact Asylum, but because the ticket sales did so good. They moved it into, like, the arena in yeah. Nashville in the Municipal Auditorium. So. Right. So, I mean, that's a testament right there, which is probably why the undercard is as big as it is, because they're like, oh, look, we can actually pay for all this now. Mm-hmm. So who knows, maybe, because I'm sure it's, I'm sure the person banking all this is Conrad, because it's StarCast. Oh, God, yeah. Um, I, I'm wondering if he not maybe might get involved in the wrestling promotion business, but at least, like, give someone the money to do the wrestling promotion, he would reap the rewards based on this. Because clearly, it's not many times you could say a non-WWE and AEW place will have an event and it's so popular they had to upgrade the arena. If anything, it's usually downgrade the arena because tickets didn't sell. Yeah, look at what happened with WWE and Money in the Bank this year. Oh yeah, that's right. They had to go get, they had to downgrade. Yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. I just want to say this real quick before yeah. we get to the next match. <laughs> How many times between after the show happens, we're going to say from August 1st till the end of this year, are we going to hear that wrestlers from this show have agreed to do a podcast with Conrad by the end of this year? <laughs> God, he has like eight podcasts. I, I, I was trying to name them off the top of my head to someone the other day at work. I actually got most of them before I needed help. We had to look it up. I'm going to guess four. No, he has like eight. No, no, no I meant announced by the end of the year. Oh, oh, that he's going to have a podcast with them. 
Yeah. Well, the I'm thing just... is, though, he only gets the older, so it's not like it's going to be a Killer Cross podcast. Like, it would be, like, I don't know. Like, well, he has Jared already, and he has Flair. Let me look up. What, his his, his lineup? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll see if I can name off the top of my head. It's um, Pritchard. I'm going to count on my fingers. Pritchard, mm-hmm. Eric Bischoff, uh, Kurt Angle. Jeff Jarrett, Ric Flair, that's five. Um, did I say Orn? Mm, I don't think you said Orn. Six. Foley, seven. Foley's my favorite one. I've actually listened to Foley every single week since it started. Um, they have it for free, right? Yeah, they're all for free. Okay. So that's seven. He, so he has... Oh, Tony Schiavone's podcast. That's another one. He has Bischoff, Eric Bischoff, yeah, Bruce Pritchard, right, Mick Foley, Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you said Foley. Uh, or you said Foley, Flair. Yeah. Does he do the angle one? Yeah, I said Kurt Okay, so what are we at? Six. A six now? now. Yeah. JR. I forgot about the JR one. I missed that one. Okay. Uh, there's going to be one with Diamond Dallas Page and Jake Roberts. Really? Oh, I didn't know about that one. <laughs> uh, and that's also a new thing. He doesn't do two people at the same time. Yeah. Holy crap. That's eight, but I don't... I feel like someone's missing, but I can't think of who it is. Yeah. Well, you, didn't mention, was... the t- you didn't mention Tony Schiavone. Okay, so yeah, Shivani. But yeah, he's got a freaking... <laughs> and and he can do it too because he's a realtor, or he was a realtor. Right, and yeah, she has someone that edits his audio and all that. It's yeah. I mean, but it's still so much time consuming because it's not like these shows are only like a half hour either. Exactly. Their show, his show's average for at least an hour and a half to two hours. And I just want to say on the record, I'm not jealous of Conrad. Mm-hmm. I I think he's a nice guy. Yeah. I just I just think he's around too much. That's that's just my opinion. Sure. I mean, yeah, that's I, I can I can agree with that. But then the other thing is though, like I haven't really heard anyone else that's that I like though, like in general, like podcast wise, like who else is there out there? Oh, fucking Jim Cornette or. Um, Kevin Nash. I was like, Jesus Christ, that's going to be the most spin of any podcast I'm probably ever going to hear in my life. You're going to talk about how the, oh, the click were just, we're just friends. We're just guys. It's having a good time. If you would like to buy the Jim Boy Starshoot interview. (laughs) Inspired, actually, that, that Kevin Nash was inspired by my favorite, one of my favorite wrestling podcasts, The Laps Fan. They do. They're a ridiculous amount. They're like six hours long. Yeah, I I, I tried to listen to one. I couldn't. I I I couldn't even get through one. I love it though. There's so much information that comes that they throw at you. I think that's why I like it because they'll just go to every single person's book that they can throw at you for an event, and that's why it's so long, really. I think the other thing before we get back to this card, yeah. And 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 I have this weird habit sometimes with podcasts is the voices of the podcasters. Okay. 
like, if I think they're too dull or too loud or whatever, mm. I'm not going to listen to them. Sure, sure. And that's kind of where I feel with the lapsed fan. Okay. I mean, oh yeah, they're definitely loud. <laughs> like I, I give them credit for doing the research, but for the love of God, I love it. Right. And the, the, right. that being said, also the other, just uh, as one of my, my things for it, I, I like, I don't like when there's like a, someone does a format that I don't like. So, for like for example, the Tony Schiavone one. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was last year he did this or the year before. He was the what they were doing was they were watching every single um, NWA TV show for the entire year. Mm. And I was like, I can't imagine something more boring to have as a, as a thing. So I didn't even listen to them for a whole year. I was just like, no, not listening to you watch fucking NWA where like the only person <laughs> I cared about was the boogie woogie man, Jimmy Valiant. Now I bet where's uh, is he dead? No, he's alive. Oh, why couldn't they get him for this? Uh, why can't they get him a podcast? I would listen to the Jimmy Valiant podcast. Actually, you know what? Maybe he could still be a part of this because I one of the matches I don't think you brought up yet. He could be a part of. He could. Well, the next match we're going to talk about is an interesting tag team match. It is Carrie and Ricky Morton with Robert Gibson representing the Rock and Roll Express against Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson with Arn Anderson representing the Four Horsemen. This is very confusing. <laughs> you, you reading this match confused me. What? Who, I, who's representing the Four Horsemen again? Brian Pillman Jr. Yes, okay. He was and, a horseman. And Brock Anderson. Okay, yeah, I guess he was an Anderson fine. That's what Orrin Anderson. Okay, that makes sense now. And what was the other team? Carrie and oh, the Rock and Roll Express. Carrie and Ricky Morton. Carrie and Ricky Morton. Okay, and Gibson's on the outside. Yes. Okay, I get it now. Okay, it makes a little more sense now. I have no clue who's gonna win. Probably, probably Brock Anderson and uh, Brian Pillman. Pillman, yeah, because of the Horseman. Yeah. And and I read somewhere recently that Arn actually now owns the trademark to the Four Horsemen. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. So if he if they ever decided to do the Four Horsemen in AEW, as long as they got the right people, right, I would be for it. Well, what's interesting though is I thought Ric Flair and Arn Anderson were mad at each other, or at least Ric Flair was mad at Arn Anderson. Oh, Ric Flair's mad at everybody. No, apparently he was... What was he mad about? Oh, God, now I don't remember. It, had, it didn't have anything to do with the Dark Side of the Ring stuff. It was before that. Right, right. Oh, no, actually, you know what I think it was? I think I heard it on the Flair podcast. I think it was mad, like, he... Like, Arn never called Rick, or this is what Ric Flair claims, when Reed died, I believe? Oh, when he had that heart issue? Whatever it was, but yeah, he didn't call for condolences or something like that. Right. I mean, I guess they would have made up if they're on the same card. I mean, they're doing a a, a whole thing, I think, Saturday night with members of the Four Horsemen. Yeah. 
know. I might. I might see if I, if I'm around. I might actually watch that. Maybe, maybe with the roast. Because at first I was gonna buy like the roast and last match package, and then I saw the price. It was ninety nine dollars, and I was like, maybe not. <laughs> not. How much is the um, regular? Uh, the Flair's last match. Thirty five bucks. Oh, wow, they really put a lot in that roast. <laughs> Let me see how much the roast is worth. By itself. By yeah, by itself. Uh, I know it's cheaper. I know that much. Which is uh, weird. You'd think the combo would make it full cheaper, actually. Right. The roast is twenty bucks. Oh wow! So that's not too bad. No. Although I'm I'm not thrilled with the list of people they have for it. Oh, who do they have? <laughs> I love how we're going so off. I I love it. I mean, it's all flair though. It's all it about is. flair. Okay, there's going to be some people that you will have no idea who they are. Okay. And and there will be some that you do know. Okay. Ty Domi, who's an NHL player. Ugh. Or was. Tori Wilson. Okay. Makes sense, because... I have a hard time hearing, thinking of her as someone that can roast someone, though. I know, she's such a... Mm. She seems like a very nice woman. Yeah. In general. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page. He can roast. Eddie George, who's in the Football Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. Get rid of these ass sports people. Right, Vicky, Guer- Vicky Guerrero. I think she can roast, actually. <laughs> I will tell you a time about Rick and Eddie. <laughs> God, okay. <laughs> anyway, Brian Nobbs. Oh, he's really funny, actually. He is. Eric Bischoff. Oh, God. Okay. That may be worth it alone. That might be worth it. Earl Skaggle, who's a comedian. Never heard of him. I never heard of the athletes either, but okay. Tyler Morrison, another comedian. Okay. Dan St. Germain, another comedian. Okay. Julie Egar, another comedian. All right. Corey Ryan Forrester, another comedian. Mm-hmm. Cassio Kid, a comedian and a morning DJ. He's with the he's part of the Conrad crew. Okay. And videos from Chevy Chase. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get Chevy Chase to come to this? Jeez. Uh NBA Hall of Famer Jerry West. Ugh. Uh, MMA superstar Chael Sonnen. I know him. Okay. I I, I can't believe this last one. Okay. Like, like I can't. Should I brace myself for this one? I think you might. Okay, I'll uh, embrace. Go ahead. Lance Armstrong. (laughs) Lance Armstrong? I mean, that's the price of the $20 right there. Damn it. Now I am going to buy this. <laughs> what time does the roast start? 9 p.m. Oh, okay, cool. So it will, it will run against SummerSlam. No, it's going to be opposite. Well, no, it's the night before SummerSlam. No, wait. I thought it... Okay, wait. The roast Rick is Flair's on the match is on the, 30, uh, on the Sunday. On the 31st. Yes. SummerSlam on the 30th. Yes. The roast this... is on the 29th. Oh, that's dumb. 
You should have put it right before. You do the roast the night before. Well, let me tell you what they're going to be doing opposite of SummerSlam. Right, what are they doing? Is that or, Flair related? Not, uh, well, actually, no. They have a... I'm sorry. They're doing a wrestling show that night. That's not Flair but, related. But they are going to have uh, a thing with Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard. Well, clearly they've made up. This just confirms it right now. Yeah. Okay. J.J. Uh, Dillon, Barry Windham, and Lex Luger. I know he's not in great shape, but... No, he's not. No, no, not not Lex Luger. I actually had no idea he was not in good shape. I was going to say, I know he's not in great shape, but it's too bad they couldn't get Mongo to show up. Oh. Have you seen the latest picture? Yes, that's why I'm saying it's not in great shape, but at least this would be... At least this would be like one... I don't know how if he's like on his deathbed or anything. This would be a nice moment for him to be there. And he was liked. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like Flair, from the from I, the Flair, oh, Flair loved him. Yeah. So I'm gonna say yeah, they, that, yeah. I wish these, Mongo was. If there. all these other guys are gonna be there. All right. All right. Back to the Flair card. What do we got? Back to the card. The next match is the Bunkhouse Battle Royal, which hopefully has the Boogie Woogie match. <laughs> I only know of three people that are in this. Oh, I didn't know any of these right now. Sorry, who's in it? Bully Ray, okay. James Storm, and Crimson. Those are the only people I know. Crimson? Crimson, Who yes. Where the fuck did he come from? <laughs> oh. What's next, Glacier? Oh, that would be so awesome. I mean, actually, but we have seen Glacier in, in, in recent years. He was in yeah. the AW Battle Royal. Yeah. Um, I have no, no idea, idea because of all the announcements. I'm more people will be announced within the next 24 hours, actually. Oh, you know who I'd like to see? Who? Rugged Ronnie Garvin. <laughs> what a random person to just bring up. Um... Maybe they could get, like, Dustin Rhodes to appear? Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm uh, really surprised Sting has not said to be oh, making appears. I'm really yeah. surprised by that, actually. Um, trying to think who else. Well, oh, you mean, who do you associate Flair with? That's the, the question. Yeah. I mean, Steamboat, but I don't know what his deal is. Right. Um, um, maybe Tommy Dreamer? Maybe. 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 I could see that. Um, oh God, I don't, I don't know. You know what would be the funniest thing? Who, who can come in? Vince McMahon. Okay. I'm not even going to lie with what I'm about to say to you. Okay. There was a story that came out today that Ric Flair wants Vince McMahon of to be. Of course he does. And I almost feel like Vince might do it just to be like a big fuck you to everyone. <laughs> like... That threw him out of his company. And be like, see, I'm not he's, such a bad guy. Because he's such a bitter person that, like, he would do that. I don't think it's totally off the table. Because also, unlike him going to AEW, which the reason that's a stupid thing is the same reason why Shane going to AEW all those months ago was a stupid idea. Because Shane still, Shane still has stocks in WWE and... Yeah. So does Vince. So going to the competition would actually hurt him financially. 
So that's why that's a stupid idea. But the flare match, that doesn't hurt him at all. Yeah. Because they're not a real promotion. At least not yet. Right. All right. Imagine, they named, the, imagine they named the promotion after Ric Flair. <laughs> Ric Flair Championship Wrestling. <laughs> RCCW. RCCW, RCCW. No, oh, sorry, RFCW. RFCW. Yes, we need to get that chant going. And they do it in like, in like the old world class logo. <laughs> oh my god! All right, uh, we have a four corners match. We're almost done with the card, folks. Believe me. Uh, as of right now, Jonathan Gresham, Nick Wayne, Alan Angels, and Kanosuke Takashida. I would say I would say Gresham, but I'm still a little unsure if Gresham's even going to be there. Yeah, since he said he's calling it quits, and I can see them thinking that all right, well, I'm sure they'll be like, I'm sure he'll be there. And then when he's not there, they're like, oh, all right, well, we gotta say something now, and we won't know until the last minute that he's not there. If he's there, I would say Jonathan Gresham wins though. Yeah, I'm going to go with Nick Wayne, and I'm going to tell you why. Because he's brothers with Bruce Wayne. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, actually, no. I don't know if you heard about this, but, like, last week, Nick Wayne was on an airplane flight with his mom to go to England, because he's wrestling on a show in England. Okay. He sees in the bathroom someone wrote the word bomb on the mirror. They had to de- they had to take the plane to I think Greenland at first and then to Iceland to make sure that there was no bomb on the plane and then everything is fine. He gets to England, he has his match and he comes back safely. This would just be a fun story to wrap this up with. Is like Hey, this guy was on a possible terrorist plane situation. I mean, yeah, but they'd have to bring the story up first because I don't think they have. Eh, I think someone will. Yeah, I mean, you, uh, that'd be great if that's part of a video package for him. Right. All right. And now the main event. Allegedly, this is Rick Flair's last match under Crockett promotions and that's key as well in my opinion because then he could just say well it wasn't my list under the nwa exactly so it'll be rick flair and andrade el idolo against jeff jarrett and jay lethal so like i said i like this way better than the than what was rumored to be the six-man tag team match Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh i think flair's got the right people in there i mean lethal's the one that's been training him Andrade is his son-in-law, and for whatever reason, a lot of people in this business love him or hate him. Apparently, really trust Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. So it's all pretty safe as far as Flair goes himself. Um, what do you think? I actually have a prediction on a possible finish on this. Uh, I, I'd like to hear it. Well, do you want to tell me who you think is going to win so that way that's not stealing your thunder? All right. I think Jared and Lethal are going to win. Okay. So you don't think Flair wins his last match? No. Interesting. Okay. I have Flair winning his last match 
with Jeff Jarrett giving Flair the figure four and Flair reversing the figure four. And that's what Jeff Jarrett gives up to. Mm. While Lethal and Andrade kind of fight in the background. Right, right. Now, I want to bring this up because this came up earlier today. And as much as, you know, sometimes I'll give crap on Charlotte. Okay. She at least has some brains. Because apparently, Ric Flair had planned during this match to do a dive off the top rope. And Charlotte is like, no, you are not doing this. Absolutely not. I say let him do it. (laughs) He's 73 years old, has a pacemaker inside of him. I say let him do it. Look, if he wants to die in the ring, let him die in the ring. We're going to have a Randy the Ram situation from the wrestler. You don't know if he died. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll have Bruce Springsteen come out. And you Closing credits. Have you ever seen a one trick pony? Oh, no. <laughs> you know, my friend always used to laugh about that. Everyone talks about Randy the Ram and that ending because then it goes black and then we hear the Bruce Springsteen. Like, Have you ever seen a one trick pony? I'm, I'm, I'm still pissed off to this day that that song did not get nominated for an Oscar that year because that should have won it. I don't song although to be fair, I don't know what the name of the song is. The wrestler. Is it? Oh, I didn't know. That. Yeah. Okay. It's just the wrestler. Oh, sorry. He's too busy getting accolades for the Secret Garden. <laughs> you know what? Screw you and your Secret Garden. It's the garden. secret, the secret garden. Oh, I remember there was a music video. But in, in, in all seriousness. Um, no, seriously. Yeah, okay, in all seriousness, if Flair wants to do a dive, let him do a dive. I I almost, feel I, like, I almost feel like that's part of the reason people are, like, are the people that are morbidly interested in this match is, like, will he survive? I mean... I mean, if I, 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 there was a rumor that Vince McMahon was going to wrestle this year's WrestleMania. I was interested in that just because of that reason. Is he going to die in the ring? I mean, the thing is, and let's, let's just be clear. Rick is not going to work the majority of this match. Right. I agree. I think it is Andrade. Yes. And lethal. Flair's going to come in. He's going to do chops. He's going to do his punches. He's probably going to flop once or twice to the mat. He probably will bleed yes. in this yes. match. Please don't expect this to be a five-star classic because it won't. Right. It really won't. It's This is, the best way I see it, it's an exhibition match. Mm. And it's Ric Flair doing his last match his own way on his terms at 73 years old and he wants to end it on his way. Yes. If anything, I would expect that he's the one that gets the hot tag 
Mm-hmm. And then again with Jarrett, and I think that's what's going to lead into my prediction for the finish. Yeah, and it probably will happen. Probably will. But he also should jump off the top rope. Now, do you think he'll do it to the floor? Oh, I didn't oh. think about that. Um, because because if he does it in the ring, I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm okay either way, but. Ric Flair does a 450 splash. Look, if that's how he wants to go out, let him go out that way. You know what, Bill? When you're, how old is Ric Flair? 73. When you're 73 years old, let's see, let's see you try doing a 450 splash. At least Flair's going to do one. I can't even do a 50. Yeah, right, you can't. Um, no, like, I don't know. Like I, I'm always the person... For right or wrong, or in my opinion, I'm always right because I believe in pro-choice. And I believe that you should do whatever it is that you want to do. So I don't agree with Charlotte saying for him not to do that Mm because he's a grown man. Let him do what he wants. And then if there's consequences, he'll live them. Right. Well, I mean, it's obviously going to be a financial success. Oh, yeah, guaranteed, yeah, because of what they already moved to the bigger venue. Exactly, exactly. I, you know what? I just hope when it's all said and done that Flair comes out of this all right. Yeah. Yeah. No major injuries, no, none of that. Just want him to come out okay. Right, and don't... And then whatever he does, the remainder of his days, he does. Well, then he's going to have a final match under the NWA. Oh, dear God. Is he is he going to find a partner for the United States Tag Team title? <laughs> maybe. Maybe, maybe somehow he'll make it be Charlotte. She'll, she'll want to go for the women's TV title. Yeah, sure. So now, overall, like... <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. The Ric Flair last match, not only card, but also main match, is better than absolutely everything going on in SummerSlam. I'm telling you, with with the way the card looks, just on its own, this has the potential to maybe be the show of the year. Mm -hmm. Like, it really could. And the talent is there to do it. Right. It is there. So we'll just have to see what happens. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that's about all that we need to cover, right? Yep, that's just about it. So uh, why don't you go ahead and plug whatever you would like sure. to plug. Sure. All right, it's, uh, follow me at That's Podcasting, that's podcasting.com, and That's Podcasting on Instagram and Twitter. Um we also have Bill Learns Kingdom Arts, myself and Bill, that will be returning in about one week's time. So be ready for the second half of season three. And uh, thanks for having me. And go ahead, let's send you out of here. All right. If you guys have any questions or comments, send an email, wrestlingman at thatwrestlingshow.com. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter, Wrestling Show 11. Follow the sh- or join. Yeah, follow the show on Instagram, That Wrestling Show. That's all you have to type. Join our Facebook group. We have over 500 members, and I'm sure they're getting ready for this big weekend. And I do want to plug uh, two podcasts real quick. 
uh, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. This week, the episode I review is Faith Hilling. That's quite an episode there. And just came out yesterday, Coliseum Corner, where I watch and review Coliseum videos. The newest episode is up. I watched the best of the WWF Volume 5 and Jim. Uh, there's a catchphrase that the WWF apparently had that I never knew of. What is that? One good match deserves a rematch. <laughs> so you get to hear that and much more on Coliseum Corner. So next week, uh, going to review SummerSlam, going to review Ric Flair's last match, and as a special treat, I'm going to talk about the Weird Al Yankovic concert I'm going to next Wednesday night in Williamsport, PA, where I will get to meet Weird Al himself, VIP ticket. Oh, I, get my, I get my picture taken with him. So he gets to be with the greatest parody <laughs> song artist of all time, me. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I meant about me being the greatest. But, uh, on that note, thank you all for tuning in. Enjoy your weekend. If you're in Nashville, have fun. Be safe. Uh, give a couple of woos and a chop for us. And come back next week for another episode of That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. And as always, wrestle on.